Today, we are talking about numbing out. You are listening to Made for This Podcast. Thanks to HelloFresh for supporting Made for This. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MadeForThis12 and use code MadeForThis12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. I want to tell you a story about this book. I wrote a whole different book, a whole different book, and it was called Numb, and I couldn't finish it. It was the last part, and I was completely stumped and stuck, and I didn't know what to do. And it was due in about four weeks, and so I reached out to a friend who had helped me before bring clarity to my words, and as we worked together for a day to try to close this book and figure out why it was so hard to end. He looked at me and said, Jenny, I think you're writing the wrong book. I think the real book here is measuring up and nothing to prove. Numb is just a symptom of what you are going through. The real root of what you've been feeling and what you've been experiencing and what so many other people are experiencing is this idea that we are exhausted from trying to measure up. (laughs) <laughs> and it's, you know, due in four weeks. I was like, thanks a lot. This isn't helpful at all. And he said, hey, I want you to think about this, but maybe you need to rewrite this book. And it was, you know, we were together for a day and it was about, I don't know, 11 o'clock in the morning. And when we realized this and I, I went on a walk around my office and I prayed and I called Zach and I said, hey, if I do this, if I rewrite this book, I'm going to be gone for the next three weeks, solid. Like I'm going to have to get this right. And he said, I support you and I want this book to be right and you need to do it. And so sure enough, I I mean, I went away basically for three weeks and some amazing things came out of that time. One of those is the book. Another thing is called Our Village and it's a Facebook group that helped me during that time because I was so isolated and away and they processed with me the, the changes I was making. Huge risk. And I'm telling you guys, God delivered. And that was the book I was supposed to write. And I start here because we're talking about numbing out. And I start here because it is a symptom of us striving, of us working hard to measure up. Because eventually, we just don't want to anymore. Eventually, we just get so tired and overwhelmed that we just check out of our lives. And I've seen that, especially through quarantine. So many of you have told me that that there's just this sense of of no motivation anymore and watching so much Netflix your brain hurts and you know I, I saw a post during quarantine that said I finished Netflix you know that this is this is what we all did and this is not a life worth living I want to read to you these words out of the book most days I move through life with no markers no memories I move through most days numb I live my routine I manage my chaos I survive When we live trying to measure up on our own, one of two things happen. Either we strive or we numb out. And numb is easier than pain. Numb is easier than striving. But numb is not living. Numb is sleepwalking through our one gift of a life. Numb is tricky because you don't notice it. It actually feels mediumly good. I mean, it doesn't feel bad to feel numb. You just don't feel anything. And the great thing about being numb is you can just let days and days and weeks and weeks and months and months go by and and there aren't markers and there aren't memories. And I remember 
being in the midst of the season where that was the way I was coping with my life. And there was a lot of difficulty. There was a lot of pressure in my life. This was a season, a stretch of our lives that I often talk about as one of the darkest seasons of our life. It was actually when If Gathering was starting, my son was home from Rwanda. We had you know, merged our church. My my husband was walking through depression, which we've talked about. All of this kind of collided as well as, you know, one of my best friends having a massive stroke and working through, you know, that and, and her healing and being there for her. Such a tragedy. There just was so much pressure, so much difficulty. If gathering is is picking up steam and all I want to do is just hide under the covers. I just want everything to go away. And it couldn't go away because it was my life <laughs> and I was supposed to be living it. And it scared me how checked out I was. I didn't cry. I didn't laugh. I just was checked out. And this is a result of something. This is a result of the pressure that I was feeling and that I was carrying on my own. And I've talked about this before, just the overwhelming sense of I am responsible for all of this and I've got to make sure everything stays on the tracks and I've got to make sure it happens and the pressure that we all can feel. And and these verses, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, how they comforted me. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This was a new way to live. This was a peaceful way to live, and I wanted it, and I just didn't totally know how to go out and wrap my hands around and get it. And so that sent me on this journey where I studied the life of Jesus, as I've told you, and I looked at moments with him, encounters with him, specific times where he was with an individual that was exhausted, (laughs) that was burdened, that had a heavy load, and what did he do, and how did he tell them to leave it behind and to follow him. And and it wasn't easy, guys. Most of the ways that Jesus called people to himself were very costly. And I would say for me in my journey, it has been a costly road that is often giving up every single thing that on earth my flesh would crave, whether that's comfort or approval, power or success or control. <laughs> Those are the things that, that our flesh crave. Those are the things we want in life most. And a lot of following Jesus has required me leaving those things behind or laying those things down. And it's never easy. It is never easy. And yet the life we want is not numbing out, coping with hurt or pressure. The life we want is not striving and running after those things so that we finally arrive at that in, you know invisible mark of success or approval or control or comfort. It's that we lay down that line and we lay down that pursuit and we say, God, we want what you want. We want for our lives what you have for us. And that's costly, right? It's not easy to trust God like that, to to surrender and obey. You know, that that's those are words that come up a lot here because it's just the way of following Jesus. It's it's the freedom that we're craving is actually on the other side of that surrender and that obedience. And so my story is that I gave in. (laughs) My story is that I gave up the control that I wanted. I gave up striving for the approval of others. I gave up measuring all the successes and achievements. And it's not that I don't celebrate or that I don't enjoy when someone is blessed by 
the work that we do, or I love when my daughter is hugging me and even yesterday texted me and said, I'm proud of you and I'm proud to be your kid. Those things mean something to me, but they don't mean everything to me. And I'm not fighting for those things or striving for those things anymore. That's not the goal any longer in my life. And when the goal shifted, there was an exhale. There was peace that the goal now was whatever God wanted for me. And that surrender brought peace. And I think of the verse, and I say this all the time, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you. It's not that it all works out perfectly. There was still so much suffering in my life, but I wasn't as rocked by it. I wasn't as phased by it because there was a piece that those were the circumstances that God had given me in that day and that he would be enough for me. Getting my life to a place where I would be comfortable and liked and approved of and enough to do whatever it was that he called me to do. It was almost just this letting go of everything everybody else was trying to get. And and rather than checking out, I would feel whatever I felt. I would feel the disappointment. I would feel the sadness. I would cry. I would feel the hurt, you know, when negative comments came in or when difficult circumstances found us. But I was okay. And I didn't need all of that to be okay. And that was the huge shift for me. I know so many of you are so tired. I know so many of you want to get off the hamster wheel of striving and you want to set down the burdens that you're carrying and you're going, okay, how do I do it? What does it look like? And I wish it were easier. Like I wish there was just five steps and this is how you get free. But it really is just trusting Jesus. It's closing your eyes and saying, God, I'm done building my own life. I'm done chasing the desires of my own heart. I'm done seeking everybody's approval. Done. And when you lay all that down, and not in a way that's just coping or numbing out, but you really genuinely hand it to Jesus, he says, I'll carry it for you. I'll walk beside you. I know the desires of your heart. In fact, I'm going to give you some of those desires as we go together. But ultimately, I'm going to give it to you through myself. I'm going to give it to you because we are in relationship and because I issue approval that no one else can take away from you and because I comfort your soul in the deepest parts where you don't have to numb out because you actually feel my comfort. And I give you the success that you're so desperately craving. It's just a little deferred and it'll happen in heaven. And I give you the control that you want because I am in control. And if you're trusting me and walking with me, you know I have it. And you know the circumstances that come your way are meant for your good and your growth. Like scripture says, all of these things are working together for our good. There's a trust and a peace and a patience that comes over us when we trust Jesus. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to answer the question, are you at peace just in general right now as you're driving, as you're walking, as you are listening to this, hopefully in a beautiful spot, looking at water somewhere, you know, wherever you are, I want to ask you and I want you to be honest with the Lord and with yourself. And I'm actually going to be quiet for a minute while you think about it. Are you at peace? If the answer is no, I want you to consider, is it because you are striving or is it because you're checked out? To those of you that are striving, 
Why? Why are you striving? What's in it for you? Why keep doing it? Why not surrender? Why not accept that you're not going to be the most successful, most liked, that your kids may not be the most liked, the most successful? What does it look like just to lay those things down, to quit, to rest? What are you afraid of? I want you to really think about it. What are you afraid of losing if you surrender the striving and you rest? What are you afraid is going to happen? And would it be okay? Would you be okay if the worst happened? If you turn all this over to God and trust him with your future, with your family's future, with the unknowns, with the circumstances that feel too difficult to manage, what happens if you just say, okay, I'm going to hand this to you? And for those of you numbing out, aren't you tired of that? (laughs) Isn't there a better way? I'm telling you, this one scares me more than any other feeling we feel because it's possible to stay in it for years, for decades, and just coast and miss the fullness of life and connection and joy and even sorrow that God wants to bring into your life and to use to catalyze a connection with Him and a connection with others. We miss so much when we numb out. And are you tired of it enough that you want to change it? And what are you afraid if you quit numbing? What are you going to feel? I want you to feel it. God wants you to feel it. Whatever it is you're afraid of feeling, you don't need to feel it alone. I'm telling you right now, when you finish this podcast, I want you to pick up the phone and call the person that loves you the most. It may be a family member. It may be a friend. It may be a mentor. I want you just to call the person and I want you to say, I need you to listen to me for a little bit because I need to talk. I have been checked out and I think I've checked out because this is what I've been feeling and I don't want to feel it. And then I want you to talk about it and I want you to start to feel it. That is the first step to waking up your heart. Hey guys, Chloe here, and I am so excited to tell you about HelloFresh today. I'm looking forward to cooking with HelloFresh every week because they are America's number one meal kit, and they are giving you guys 12 free meals, including free shipping, when you go to hellofresh.com slash madeforthis12 and use code madeforthis12. HelloFresh offers 25 or more recipes featuring all kinds of flavors, cuisines, ingredients, so you never get bored and you get to try something new every week. HelloFresh cuts out that stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can actually enjoy cooking and you can get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. You can easily change your delivery days or your food preferences if you have allergies or things you like to avoid, and you can even skip a week whenever you need. They have a shepherd's pie that we are huge fans of over here. We've done it twice now, and it's got carrots and celery, and it's got this mashed potato layer on top, and I mean, it's just something that feels special. Like, I would never maybe take the time to make it myself, but we have loved using HelloFresh for that reason. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MadeForThis12 and use code MadeForThis12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. And now, back to Jenny. Okay, I want to answer a few questions for you guys. So here's one. I struggle with feeling like my life feels small and I'm constantly looking for some big grand purpose in my life. What do I do? (laughs) I think that's a lot of you. I hear this one so often and I get it. I get that feeling and I felt that feeling. And let me just say as someone who lives a very big life that many people would look at and say, hey, you're you're actually accomplishing so much that matters. There is no more life. In fact, I would say there is less life in doing the big thing than doing the small thing. 
I actually just came back to a living room full of girls. I pulled some together after quarantine because I just missed a small group that I was investing in. And so tomorrow night, a handful of girls are coming over and sitting on my patio and we're opening the scriptures together and we're talking about life. And the reason we're doing it is because my heart craved it. So be careful what you call big and what you call small. Obedience is the goal. Faithfulness is the goal. Loving people toward Jesus is the goal. It can happen and most often happens in small rooms with family members, with friends, with people that need God. So don't be afraid of the small and be careful to crave the big. I would say the big will let you down every single time. And so striving for that or trying to be ambitious and grow something, guys, that has never worked. (laughs) It always goes away. I mean, if you think of the people that have built platforms and their goal was to build a platform, for what? It usually crumbles at some point because they don't even know what to do with it once they get it. The joy of my life is that God has caused a lot of you to follow me, but it has never been any different than what I did for living rooms of girls and what I still do for living rooms of girls. This has been the vision of my life is just to make disciples who make disciples. And sometimes that goes out to the world and sometimes that happens in small rooms, but I don't see it as any different. (laughs) I don't see one thing as more important than the other. I'm just doing the exact same thing for different numbers of people. And I honestly don't know the numbers. I just know what it means to follow God and to do the next right thing. And there's joy in that. And honestly, the eyeballs and the few close to me that I get to really know and walk through their struggles and joys with is more rewarding to me. I love you guys out there, but I don't know you and I don't get to hear your stories every day. I don't get to look in your eyeballs. And selfishly, I like that. I like doing that. And so all that to say, be careful what you think of as small and big. Do not strive for for that. It's never going to fulfill your soul. Another question. My life has just felt flat for so long and I don't see a way forward. Where do I start? Number one, it's being honest with yourself. And number two, it's being honest with someone else. We can't wake up without community and without other people fighting for us. So do not try to do that alone. Throw yourself into community in a really deep way. Guys, you know, this is what I've been writing about for the last year or two. This is the book that is coming soon. And I'm telling you my conviction about our lack of connection and the isolation that is ruling our lives is not okay. And when it comes to the difficult circumstances that we have to face, the waking up from being numb, the lack that has consumed our generation, It's going to take a team of people around you fighting for you and you fighting for them. And that is how God built us to live. We cannot do life alone. So reach out to that friend today. Do not live in isolation with this. Wake up. It is worth it. We do not want to waste our lives. I wanted to make sure you knew about the free book club kit that we made for you that walks you through nothing to prove book and the episodes that go along with each chapter. We even included some conversation questions for you to use, maybe to invite a neighbor, a friend, a sister, send them a text today, say, Hey, I want to read through this book with you. I want to talk about it. I want to go a little bit deeper. So buy a copy of the book, download the free PDF on Jenny's website and do this this summer. So go to JennyAllen.com, J-E-N-N-I-E Allen.com. And you can download that free PDF today. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Made For This podcast.